0: Hey, welcome to TBT's podcast. I'm Dan Friel, and with me again is Hakeem Williams and Josh Brown. Hakeem, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, Dan. I'm doing great. Ready to dive into this Columbus region. It's actually one of the regions, well, the region that I'm going to, so
2: excited. Excited. What about yourself?
0: I'm doing great. I'm doing great, always. Josh, how about you?
2: Doing great, Dan. Columbus is actually one of the regionals that I'm most upset I'm not going to, so... Uh, excited to at least talk about it a little bit.
0: Yeah, this one's going to be a doozy. Uh, In Columbus, hosted by the Ohio State alumni team with a new name, Carmen's Crew, uh, features some really great names from the Big Ten, a Dayton alumni team that I think people are going to be excited about, a Mac alumni team, a Wisconsin alumni team. Uh, It's got Ott and John Elmore from Marshall. This is really going to be a fantastic regional, so let's jump right into it. The first game we're going to talk about is the 1-8 matchup. This is the one seed Carmen's crew, the Ohio State alumni team. This is now their third year competing in TBT against the eight seed Illinois BC, which is in its second year competing in TBT. This game's going to take place. It's the primetime game on ESPN2. It's July 19th on Friday, 9 p.m. on ESPN2. Um, the Carmen's crew, formerly known as Scarlet and Gray, they've changed their name to Carmen's crew uh, for v- a variety of reasons, not the least of which is the proper branding of that team. But in any event, uh, Illinois BC is going to be a formidable opponent for them. This Carmen's crew team features a lot of the best players from the Ohio State uh, program over the last several years. Uh, Notably absent, however, is Jared Sellinger, who's been a key component for them the last couple of summers. At the time of recording, we do not have word as to whether he'll actually play or not. Uh, There are rumors both ways, so we'll see what ends up happening. Also could be dealing with a couple of injuries. Evan Ravenel uh, is trying to recover from a, a mile Achilles strain, so he may not be available, but they do have some replacements lined up. So we'll see what happens with that. Nevertheless, they do have Aaron Kraft, David Lighty, John Diebler, William Buford, Deshaun Thomas, and several others. This is really going to be a fantastic Ohio State alumni team. They're playing the eight seed Illinois BC, which played very, very well last year uh, in its regional matchup against the Iowa State alumni team. And actually, I thought really smoked them uh, and played great against that Iowa State alumni team, which featured um, former NBA lottery pick Royce White. So it's not like they beat a bunch of scrubs. Um, this uh, Illinois BC team is led by uh, point guard and GM Cordell James. Cordell's done a great job over the years of, of pulling this together. One of the most probably, I would say, energetic and positive GMs that we have in TBT. And of course, the Ohio State team is led by former Ohio State great and recent Ohio Basketball Hall of Fame inductee, Scooney Penn, along with assistant coach Evan Turner. Who really needs no introduction, Hakeem? What are your thoughts on this one-eight matchup between Carmen's Crew and Illinois BC?
1: Honestly, uh, I feel like for the past two years, I've uh, I've had uh, Carmen's Crew, also not well, formerly known as uh, Scarlet and Gray, I've had them going to the championship every year. I just uh, I love everything about that team from from Aaron Craft to uh, the new addition Deshaun Thomas. I think he can literally be one of the uh, most talented players in this tournament this year. He's, he's terrific. Um If if you lose Jared Sellinger, he's the guy that you want to, you know, add. And I actually spoke to Jared a couple weeks in regards to Deshaun. And he said, listen, this guy's a bucket. He's a walking bucket. And that was literally word for word from Jared Sellinger. So I, I love everything about Carmen's crew. I think, um, you know, they're, they're definitely going to make it out of this region. I don't, you know, I don't want to throw my predictions out too early, but I think that this team is really good, but they definitely have a tough first round game. You know, Jordan Price dropped 40. Well, I wouldn't say 40, about 35 points on Royce, Royce White last year, um, beating them by by 40. So that was, it, it, they basically put themselves on the map last year. So I'm definitely not going to count them out. I definitely think it's going to be a good game. Uh, you know, the house is going to be packed. Crowd's going to be there. So it's going to be an interesting one to watch. Um, but like I said, I think Carmen's crew is going to come
2: out with this one.
0: Josh, you sounded jealous about obviously not being in Columbus. And I imagine that seeing those Ohio state fans cheering for Carmen's crew is probably one of the reasons why, huh?
2: Yeah, definitely. I was out there uh, last year when they played also at Capitol university and, uh, uh, it's actually a perfect TBT gym. I know, um, you know, it's always special to play on your home, you know, your home campus, but it, it was really kind of a, uh, a special place to play fans packed it in really tight um and it was just a great atmosphere i think in terms of um this matchup i think carmen's crew gets the job done um and, and they ultimately advance you know we'll make our predictions i don't know if they're even necessarily the favorite to get out of columbus but in terms of this matchup i mean uh you know aaron Kraft is aaron Kraft. david lighty just got done winning his third championship in France in like five or six years. Like he's winning every other year out there. Um, uh, Deshaun Thomas comes in with tons of EuroLeague experience. He averaged nearly 20 points per game his, um, junior year, his last year at Ohio State in 2013. Uh, the one thing with Carmen's crew that is kind of interesting is, um, it, I don't know if it's a, it's not a knock on them. It's more kind of a compliment, but it kind of might come back to bite them is these guys are, they play at such a high level when you look at Kraft and lady and, um and Thomas and a couple of the other guys who are playing in either the top leagues or playing League, is their seasons go extremely long. A couple of them just got home a couple of weeks ago uh, in the end of June because they made it, you know, far in their playoffs. And, um you wonder if playing in tbt the last couple of years uh and then going right back overseas a couple of them only have you know two or three weeks off in between playing in tbt and then going back overseas if um it's worn on them at all i mean tbt it's only you know one to six games but with that being said it's you know one to six of the most kind of intense games you're going to play all year um so you wonder if kind of those long seasons have kind of waned on them a little bit and um, how fresh they're going to be coming into TBT, but on talent alone, uh, obviously one of the the best teams we have in TBT.
0: That's an interesting point. Hakeem, what are your thoughts on that? Whether, whether or not these guys are worn out playing as much as they have now from Ohio he, state.
1: Yeah. Now that, now that Josh mentioned it, um, not, now that I'm thinking about it, I, the reason why uh, Ohio state has lost in the past is because they usually always run out of gas. Um, it's, it's, I, I look at Aaron Kraft and it's like man he he's drenched he's he you know he doesn't stop working, but you could you could sense that he's he's, he's almost out of gas, and I definitely agree with that they're just they never have enough guards and know they have elite guards, but they they may need two or three guards that that could help him out, but I think this year um like i said th- those guys they're ready to make a run
0: i I kind of agree I like this team I think if they had a a backup for Aaron Kraft in 2017. I think they would have been playing in the championship game. And then, you know, last year, remember, Solinger got married the night before, <laughs> like literally flew up from Miami to Atlanta overnight on like an hour and a half, maybe 45 minutes worth of sleep, and then tried to play a game and obviously was not himself. So I think there have been circumstances that are different with this year's team. Courtney Pegram was the subject of a, a big recruiting battle basically between Team Everyday. And this Ohio State team. And at one point, it looked like he was going to go to every day. He ended up playing with this uh, Ohio State team. So I I like this. I like this team. This is going to be the 1 8 matchup. This is the primetime game on ESPN 2 live from Columbus, Ohio. The 1 8 matchup between Carmen's crew in Illinois, BC. The 4 5 matchup is Big X versus the five seeded West Virginia Wildcats. This is on ESPN 2 live from Columbus on Friday, July 19th. That game is at 7 p.m. Big X is a second year TBT entrant, which is led by Andrew Dockich, one of the few men in, and I would assume in college basketball history that's ever played at both Michigan and Ohio State, son of ESPN sportscaster Dan Dockich. I'm not sure if Dan is going to call this game or not, but we'll have to find out about that. Uh, in any event, Andrew Dockich has put together a great team here, a lot of former Big Ten guys on this team, hence the name Big X, along with a couple of other pieces in here that I think could be really, really good, uh, especially Justin Sears who had previously played at Yale. Um, the West Virginia Wildcats are one of, I think, one of the more interesting teams in all of TBT. They had a guy last year who was really a breakout star of NBA summer league, Pierre Henry, who went on to play in terrific season this past year over in Europe. Uh, they also have recent Marshall grad and GM slash shooting guards, brother, John Elmore. Uh, he's the brother of Ott Elmore, who has organized this team. Uh, their father gay is actually going to coach the team as well. Ah, uh, this team looks really, really good to me. Uh, I love both of these these rosters. Um, they've got talent up and down, a lot of shooting. Um, Josh, your thoughts on this matchup?
2: Dan, this is maybe the one matchup where I could go on for ten minutes. So just cut me off if I go too long. Uh, on the Big X side, uh, I think. I mean, it's fascinating. You got to think there's there's even been a little bit of a. Um, recruiting battle between Andrew Dockich, who was a grad assistant at Ohio State, and Scooney Penn, who also works uh, with that program at Ohio State. Because I thought Andrew Dockich did exactly what maybe Scarlet and Gray should have done, which was kind of poach a couple of these younger Ohio State guys. I mean, Jay Sean Tate is going to play with Big X. Um, he's a 1,500 point scorer at Ohio State. Keyshawn Woods, who, um, you know, he began his college career at Charlotte and then Wake Forest, but ended up playing a grad year at Ohio State and had a really good year his one year at Ohio State he's going to play with Big X and they also have C.J. Jackson who was on last year's Ohio State team which was kind of an underdog kind of scrappy Ohio State team uh, and he he was the the uh, second leading scorer on that team so they got and you know that's a credit to Andrew Dockage got a bunch of guys who um, maybe could have been a target for Scarlett and Gray if they wanted to kind of get a couple of younger guys and get a couple of reinforcements for Kraft and Lighty and maybe give be able to give them a break uh, during the game. And, you know, to Andrew Dokic's credit, he went out and got them. Um, and then you kind of look at the pieces around him, too, which... Um, you know, I'll leave some for you, some people for you and Hakeem, but, uh, it goes without saying the the talent they have on the rest of that roster. And then you go to West Virginia Wildcats, they're a team who played in the play-in game a year ago. Um, they, they played a really good game. I mean, they beat the brakes off of, um, their opponent w- w- in that play-in game. Um, it West Coast Ronan, that's who they played. They ended up winning by like 30 or something. Uh, and it was basically this team without John Elmore. Then they add John Elmore in who um, is, you know, the the leading scorer in conference USA history and uh, one of the best players to ever play at Marshall. Um, and all of a sudden it, it's kind of like a Marshall alumni team. And the guys who didn't play for Marshall are all from that West Virginia area. And they're all kind of friends. Um, and, you know, just kind of another interesting storyline, like Dan mentioned, Gay, Gay Elmore will be coaching the team. Um, Gay Elmore and John Elmore are actually the leading father-son scoring combo in NCAA history. They actually overtook Dell and Steph Curry earlier this year when John Elmore had a great year. So yeah, so um, Gay Elmore played for VMI. John Elmore obviously played for Marshall, the leading father-son scoring combo in NCAA history. So just a lot to watch in this matchup. I think Big X ends up get coming away with the win but um two really good teams this is going to be an amazing matchup on national
0: you know there's a little uh jason williams white chocolate connection here too if you remember he's a west virginia guy originally before he went down to florida and i think he was helping them do a little recruiting um so really interesting team i think from west virginia an awesome and very interesting team from big x um Hakeem, this is really a fantastic matchup. I'm, I'm jealous that you're going to be there to see it in person. <laughs>
1: Honestly, I was just thinking that. I'm uh, I'm listening to both you guys talk, and I'm trying to just pinpoint which team do I think is going to win. And I and I still can't come to grasp uh, which team I think is going to come out on top. Uh, like you said, the backcourt that uh, West Virginia has with John Elmore and Pierre Henry, that that backcourt right there is is a combo backcourt that can really score the ball. And, um, it, it it's going to be fun to watch them go at, uh, CJ Jackson and, and, uh, you know, some of those guys from, um, Ohio State. And to touch upon what Josh said, um, that's probably what, uh, Carmen's crew was missing is, is these young guys, you know, like, uh, CJ Jackson would be terrific to back up, you know, like Aaron Kraft or, or guys like that. So I feel like. Uh, to be honest, I don't know who's going to win this matchup. Um, a lot, a lot of uh, elite college guys. Um, it's it's going to be fun to watch. Going to be fun to watch. I do not know who's going to win this one.
0: It's going to be a toss up, I'm sure. And if there's a line on it, I'm sure that it, it'll be you know, at one point one way or the other. Maybe you know an X factor might be the fact that there are some Ohio State guys on this Big X team, and you know there could be a, a few more fans in the house for them than there might be for the West Virginia team. That being said, Columbus isn't that far uh, from where a lot of these West Virginia guys are from, so you never know what's going to actually happen there. They got, again, is the 4-5 matchup. That's Big X, the four seed against West Virginia Wildcats, the five seed. That's on Friday, July 19th at 7 p.m. on ESPN2. All right, guys. Earlier that day is going to be the 3-6 game between the Red Scare, which is a Dayton alumni team, against the six seed, the Region. Uh, the Region, I believe, is in their fourth. Is that right, Josh? Is it the fourth year for the Region?
2: Yeah, that's right. Yep.
0: Man, unbelievable the time has passed that quickly. The region, of course, is named after the Region 1 area of Northwest Indiana. I think Dan Dockage might be from there, actually. We'll have to find out about that. Uh, the Dayton alumni team, the Red Scare, is a first-year entrant in CBT. They're organized by former walk-ons Jeremiah Bonsu and Joey Gruden, who are probably two of the more famous walk-ons, I think, in recent college basketball history. Uh, Jeremiah Bonsu now works for the Dallas Mavericks, and Joey Gruden, of course, uh, is the son of NFL head coach Jay Gruden, nephew of John, and I think currently works at the University of Louisville as a graduate assistant there. Uh, they're going to play with eight. They're a little short on the roster front, but the eight that they have are legit. V. Sanford, Dyshon Pierre, Kendall Pollard. A lot of TBT experience, not just uh, with this team, obviously happening this year, but also in years past as some of those guys have played, as we've mentioned in our previous podcast, with the Broad Street Ballers. Uh, a real X factor for this team is that Damon Goodwood. The head coach of Capital University, who's also one of the all time great players at Dayton University, or University of Dayton, I should say, is going to coach this team. Hakeem, I think that's a real advantage for the Red Scare.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, he watched every game last year, and in his head, he already had this coming into play. Um, He already knew which guys he wanted to pick, and I feel like this team is going to come out running. Now, I know I said it before, but this matchup right here may be the best matchup of the weekend. Only because, like I said, the last time Brochie Brothers, um, played in the tournament, they actually had, uh, V Sanford. V Sanford, I I think, averaged 20 plus. I know they lost second round, but he looked phenomenal. Um, you know, they add on, you know, Devin, uh, Deshaun Pierre, they have guys. They have, they have guys. So I feel like, um, as a third seed, it might be the toughest matchup for them to face, uh, six seed of the region because, um, like you said, they, uh, Corey Moore has been in, been in the tournament year in, year out. Same thing with uh, Jeremy McNeil. And we, we didn't mention, but Jeremy McNeil may be one of the better, you know, recruiters in this tournament. Yeah. Cause he, uh, if, if you look at the Louisiana United team, that whole team split up once he left. So with adding, you know, Akil Mitchell and, you know, Isaiah Swan, Jerry Smith, LD Williams, this team is uh, probably the best six seeded team that we have in our tournament this year. And I wouldn't be surprised to see them advance mm-hmm. on.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of TBT experience on this uh, region roster, including one guy that is one of only two that has played, or I guess I should say technically it's three, but one of only three that has suited up for each year of TBT in Malcolm Griffin. Malcolm, of course, having played with uh, the Illinois Hoopville Warriors the first couple of years of TBT. They've got a brother combo with a late addition of Akeem Mitchell to his brother Akil, who played on Louisiana United last year. They've also got LD Williams, Josh, one of your favorite guys, and uh, a Columbus resident now. And Jerry Smith, who played for Team Challenge ALS in the championship game against Overseas Elite in 2017. Okay. I mean, this is really a great roster that has come together here. And I think, uh, Hakeem, as you said, Jeremy McNeil has done a great job of of helping recruit this roster. Corey Moore has done a fantastic job of pulling in the pieces that he needed to pull in. Um, Corey, by the way, is the cousin of Etwan Moore from the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. But Josh, uh, this really looks like a great matchup between the 3-6 seed uh, here in Columbus.
2: Another amazing matchup, Dan. I know we've been saying, I know people are going to say, oh, on the TBT podcast, they're saying everything's an amazing matchup, but we actually mean it. Um, and then just to add on to the guys who have TBT experience, Isaiah Swan, too, who played on a couple of those really good Arbor athlete teams, uh, going to play with them. So just another guard who uh, has TBT experience. Um, I, think, I think just to hit on that point one more time, I think that Damon Goodwin, tidbit is just kind of it's it's something that could only happen in tbt just to reiterate i mean this guy coaches at capitol university we're playing at capitol university uh so that's one thing you know he he was a great player at dayton then a dayton alumni team comes together the year we're playing at capitol university and he's going to coach that team it's just such an amazing tidbit um and i think it will you know hopefully capitol fans uh show up as well i know for um you know they, they have a pretty good you know program up there and they get a lot of fans out there uh interesting storylines on both teams um if you think that you know carmen or yeah if you think that carmen's crew is the favorite to get to that regional championship game on sunday um you know this dayton team could be a possible opponent then the last time a lot of these dayton guys played a lot of those guys on the carmen's crew team was in the ncaa tournament Um, I forget exactly what the year was. I should have looked that up ahead of time. But this Dayton team as a really big underdog, basically this Red Scare team beat this current Carmen's Crew team in the NCAA tournament. And V. Sanford has a very famous shot. He was falling down on his back, hit a shot over Aaron Kraft to win that game. I believe it was a second round game or it might have been a first round game. Uh, It was either either first or second round game. Uh, And then Dayton ended up making it to the uh, Elite Eight that year. Um, so if, if, you know, if Carmen's crew and Red Scare both make it to Sunday, uh, that's going to be a rematch of a legendary NCAA tournament game. Uh, and then you go to the region, like you said, um, Dan, you had a bunch of great tidbits there. Jaron Johnson, another guy who he went from, uh, he went with Jeremy McNeil from Louisiana, Louisiana United to the region this year. Keel Mitchell, who was kind of the driving force on that Louisiana United team a year ago as well. Um, so another great matchup. Uh, I know the Dayton guys want to get there because they want to play. Obviously, uh, Carmen's crew again, they want that rematch. I know LD Williams wants to get there because he plays with these Carmen's crew guys all the time at pretty much every single day. So, um, players on both teams kind of want to get that matchup with Carmen's crew. So, uh, it's going to be a great matchup to, to, you know, take that first step to getting there.
0: Okay. That of course is the three, six matchup between. The Dayton alumni, Red Scare, and the number six seeded, The Region. You know, Hakeem, I was looking at this and thinking about it, like Jeremy McNeil has done an unbelievable job recruiting teams year over year in TBT. Why wouldn't a college program look at what he's done and say, that's a guy that knows how to build a relationship and actually pull a, pull a guy in? It just seems to me like there's an opportunity there, and I'm not sure— you know, like when I mean, you look at this roster, Jerry Smith, he recruited Akeel Mitchell, stuck with him from year over year. You know, he was able to get these guys to come play with this squad, along obviously with Corey Moore and Lee Tolson and others. But there's a real talent that goes into recruiting, and it just seems like this is something that a college program could use.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Honestly, I I just feel like not enough people know the the work he's put in, and me and you obviously know because we we speak to him on a daily basis. But this guy, ever since they lost last year, he's been uh, plugging away and plugging away. Uh, you know, he's talking to guys literally after they, they beat guys, he's recruiting. Um, he's just one of those guys that I feel like, um, you know, is a little underrated when it comes to recruiting, but guys want to play for him. You know, guys want to play for him. He's a loyal guy. Uh, he knows talent and he's a TBT guy. So I, I love everything he does. And, and I think it should translate. I think more colleges should, you know, look, look at some of these GMs and, 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 Take into account what what they're putting together and the type of guys they're putting together and who they're recruiting and how far they're recruiting them from because he 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 can you know definitely have a, a you know a college coaching job somewhere if not a, a professional job somewhere so I uh, um,
0: I, I agree. Okay, the two seven matchup uh, also takes place on Friday, July nineteenth at Columbus. This features the second seeded Wisconsin alumni team, Cold Blooded, which is. Just an awesome name, of course, named after the arena in which the Wisconsin Badgers play against the seventh-seeded Mid-American Unity, which is a MAC alumni team. Uh, These teams are organized by some great guys. Uh, Mike Perini obviously organizes the Mid-American Unity team. Mike's a former MAC player himself, uh, now on the sidelines with this team. And you have Cameron Taylor and Vito Brown organizing this cold-blooded Wisconsin alumni team. This is another great matchup, Josh, just something to really look forward to.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, another great matchup, like you said. Um, what, Like you mentioned, Vito Brown and Cameron Taylor, what they've been able to pull together has been um, really amazing. I mean, it's not easy to take a Big Ten school and form an alumni team like they have. Nigel Hayes, who played with Frank Kaminsky, played on those um, national, that national runner-up Wisconsin team a couple of years ago. Uh, that kind of backcourt duo of Jordan Hill and Jordan Taylor, um, and you know, Trayvon Hughes, too, for that matter, who's a very good guard. Um, that's probably one of the best kind of three headed monsters we might have in TBT in terms of a backcourt, the three of them, and then Charles Thomas down low. Uh, you, you worry about, um, maybe a, a little bit with their size. Um, they're a little bit of a small team. They only have one guy above six foot eight, but TBT is such a guard dominated tournament. Um, you know, that's not to say a big man can't make a big difference, but um, guards kind of rule the day in TBT And between Hill, Hughes and Taylor. I mean, that's an amazing trio right there. Uh, I will say about Mid-American Unity, I've heard that um, they're like legitimately one of the most confident teams that we have in TBT this year. I mean, every team thinks they can win, but um, based on what I saw and just a couple of things that I've heard, I mean, they're extremely confident that a, they were under and B that they're going to make a deep run and maybe even win. Um, what did you hear? what's that? What did you hear? Oh, well, I, I it kind of stems from Romeo Travis, who I was going to get to. Um, he, he, I've kind of seen some things he's written about the roster and I can't say who my source is who told me this, but just, I I've just heard through, through a little bird that. Um, he's extremely, like, confident in this roster and, like, really thinks they have a good team uh, that they've put together. They have guys with TBT experience. Demetrius Treadwell played on the Canton Bulldogs team who pulled an epic upset uh, a couple years ago in the Midwest regional. They were a 15 seed. They beat second seeded um, the Fort Wayne champs. And the only reason that that's not a much bigger deal is because Uh, that it happened the game after the Jackson Tennessee underdogs as 16 seed beat the top seed of bluegrass boys but that was one of the all-time TBT upsets and uh, a couple of other guys Jay Youngblood has played in TBT but um, for basketball fans kind of the the big tidbit is um, excuse me Romeo Travis and Drew Joyce who both played with LeBron James at St. Vincent St. Mary High School in Akron uh and at akron ohio both of them also played at the university of akron together um they're both going to be in tbt romeo travis played with ram nation a couple years ago but really cool to see two members of that legendary saint vincent st mary's team uh play in tbt and uh, i'm sure lebron will be watching who knows maybe he'll even uh take a trip out to watch in person
0: this is a great team the mid-american unity I mean, I'm really impressed. DJ Cooper is a, is all these guys are studs. I mean, honestly, like every one of them is playing professionally overseas and doing really, really well. There's a lot of veteran experience. Um, when you look at the average age on this roster, it's gotta be over 30, I would think, or close to it. So, you know, there's a lot of experience here. I think a lot of really good players. Hakeem, this is a great two seven.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Mike is actually one of my guys, a uh, great GM, love everything, you know, everything he's brought to the table so far. Honestly, I think this team is really good. Another thing too, this team is well organized. Um I know you remember Mid-Mid American Unity 2 years ago when um they almost upset Bradley. That that was a close game, right down to the wire and just everything about them. They they have team camps, they work out with each other, you know, weeks prior to the tournament. So I uh, I think, you know, especially with those two guys, Romeo Travis and, and Drew Troy Joyce they they have they have a really good team and I feel like they can definitely uh you know upset you know cold-blooded now cold-blooded I do love the roster love everything I love everything about those guys but like every uh other first year team I just don't get the gist that these guys even though they have you know some guys that's played in TBT in the past I just don't know if they know what it takes to actually win a game in TBT every possession counts uh every possession is worth two million dollars so I just feel like um if if they need you know the first quarter or second quarter to get things going that could that could hurt them they they have to come out you know sort of hitting the ground running and um you know with without ethan that that's a big loss for him so this 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 is a great matchup um if i had to pick i would probably you know go with uh, wisconsin but it this can go either way it can go either way
0: yeah i think actually it's 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 weird to say cuz he never was officially you know, on the roster, but he never, obviously never played a game, but losing Ethan Happ really kind of impacted that team (laughs) in a lot of different ways. And they had him for like a minute. He hurt his back, is not even playing in summer league and unfortunately will not be playing uh, for cold blooded in TBT. But I think the future is bright for this Wisconsin team. There's certainly a lot of, um, a lot of potential with this team and, you know, we'll see what they can pull together for 2019. Uh, and certainly beyond that. But I'm impressed with both. both of these squads have done. I think there's a lot of talent. This is going to be a great matchup. This, again, is going to be the first game of the day on Friday, July 19th. This will be the 3 p.m. game from Columbus, cold-blooded two-seed versus Mid-American Unity, the seven-seed live on ESPN3. All right, Josh, your pick to win the Columbus Regional.
2: I think the winner of the Regional will come from the winner of that Dayton-the-region game. I think whoever wins that game is going to win the regional. I'm going to say that Dayton does end up winning that game and ultimately winning the re- the regional. But if the region wins that game, I think they will end up winning the regional. So the winner of that Dayton region game.
0: Interesting. Hakeem.
2: Wow, well, I'm glad he said that because
1: um, I, I thought I was going to be the only one that that uh, picked the region. But uh, I do want to point out, that, you know, I've been talking to Jaron Sullinger a few times, and he didn't rule out 100% that he's not going to be playing. So I guess we'll know by Monday um, on the deadline. But if Jaren Sellinger adds to that um, Carmen Screw team, I think they're definitely going to get out that weekend. But if he doesn't, I think um, it, it's going to be between Carmen Screw and the region. It's going to be a fun game to watch on, on you know, fun game to watch. I'm sure it's going to be, you know, everyone's going to be tuned in. So between those two teams, honestly, I, I like I said, if Jared Sellinger's not there, I'm going to go with the
0: region. I'm going to go with Carmen Screw, the one seed. Uh, that's two one seeds in a row for me. But I think that the home crowd here is going to be, Uh, Too much for these other teams to overcome. It's such a small arena and I I didn't see it in person last year, but watching it on TV, it just was apparent how into this those Ohio State fans were. I think this is going to be a really dynamic, regional, one of the best that we have, if not the best uh, in terms of fan interest, as well as uh, enthusiasm from the players and everything else. I just have a feeling this could be the year that the Carmen's crew uh, really kind of pulls it together. In any event, guys, that is the last of the first weekend previews that we're going to do for Columbus. Again, the Columbus Regional Tips Off on Friday, July 19th from Capitol University in Columbus. Tickets are available now on thetournament.com. Hakeem, thanks again for joining us. Hope you enjoyed your second podcast.
1: Oh, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Honestly, man, this was, this was
0: fun. And Josh, thanks again for your time, too. Thank you, Dad.